Hello, Connected Parents, and welcome to another episode of Connected Parenting. This week, I want to talk about stand-up versus lie-down parenting. So I'm going to explain this concept. Hi, everyone. I'm Jennifer Colary. I'm a child and family therapist and a parenting coach and the founder of Connected Parenting. And welcome to the Connected Parenting Weekly Podcast. Join me every week, and we'll tackle everything from temper tantrums to bedtime to sibling issues to teenage angst. Parenting can be so wonderful, but it can be so hard. Parents often say to me, hey, can you just come live at my house? This is the next best thing. Let's do this together. So stand-up parenting is when you're actually present, when you actually put your energy in the moment. And lie-down parenting is when you're kind of half doing it. And that ends up actually putting... In the end, when you do the lie-down version the kind of half version, you end up putting way more energy and way more time into what you're doing. So I'll give you an example. Years ago, I was actually about to do a speaking engagement on this topic. Now, this is when my kids were very little, so I don't remember how old Zoe was probably. She's now 25. She was probably six. And she had hurt her toe. She had stubbed her toe. And I was in the middle of working on this this talk that I was doing about this topic. And she's like, mom, look at my toe. Look, I hurt myself. And she's kind of crying, but not really. She's just kind of coming at me. I'm like, oh, honey, oh, that looks bad. And then I go back to work. And then she comes back and asks me again. And I'm like, oh yeah, oh, that looks terrible, but I'm not present. I'm, I'm doing something else. My energy is somewhere else. And I'm kind of half responding to her. And this went on and on and on. And then it suddenly dawned on me that is so ironic. I am doing the very thing that I'm about to talk to parents about not doing. So I, you know, put my paper down or my computer down, however I was doing it back then. And I looked at her and I got down literally on her level. I looked in her eyes and I said, you've been trying to tell me about your toe for the last 10 minutes. And I've been half answering. I've been saying, "Uh uh-huh. And, oh, that looks bad. But I, you knew that I wasn't present in that moment. And then little tears Um, came into her eyes. And we had this moment where we just sort of connected around this. And I said, let me see this toe. Let me look at it. And I moved right into what she was feeling in that moment. And honestly, you could feel the connection here. You could feel how this was actually really soothing her and really comforting her. And we had this lovely, lovely connection. And then she sort of ran off and did something else. The entire thing took maybe two minutes. Um, but, but the the first part of it took probably 15 because I'm half listening and I'm half paying attention. And that's what I mean by lie down parenting. So you're on the couch, you're watching TV, your child comes in and tells you something. You're like, uh-huh. Oh, that's nice, honey. Yeah. Yeah. And we're sort of half listening. Um, they're going to keep coming back and they're going to keep coming back and they're going to keep coming back because they know that you are not present in that moment. So by stand-up parenting, I mean, and you can't always do this, and I'm not expecting you to drop everything all the time. Your kids need something. I just want to make sure that we're doing this enough of the time that we're having these real moments of connection. And the, the other part of it is you'll actually spend way less time. If you actually put the effort in, take that second and actually pay attention in that moment, the whole thing's going to be over in 30 seconds instead of being drawn out to a 20 minute thing or a whole evening thing. We do this a lot. Stop and think about this. How often do we actually do this where we're, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or even we do this to our spouse or when our spouse does it to us, it drives us crazy because we know that they're not actually present in that moment. 
So that's what the kind of lie down parenting piece looks like. What does stand up parenting actually look like? Stand up parenting means eye contact. It means turning, using your body, your face, your shoulders to demonstrate to whoever that person is in that moment that you are awake, that you are present, that you see them, and that you're actually taking the time to connect with them in that moment. And this is where you use the calm technique. Go back to earlier episodes um, if you want a refresher on what that is, but it's using all of the language and all of your empathy in that moment to really deeply connect in that moment with your child. And there's kind of two levels of why you're doing this. You're doing this on one level for your child. So you're getting that oxytocin flowing. You're getting those beautiful reward chemicals bathing both of your brains and cells in this lovely um, biochemistry, which actually helps your child feel better, learn and move on. That builds those emotional shock absorbers for them. It helps to build that emotional resilience. They will... um, intuitively learn how good that feels. So they will do that with their siblings or their friends. So those are all the benefits, but here's a secret benefit. When you actually do that, you have a very connected present moment. Your child will actually leave it and the moment is over and they're not going to come back to you 50 more times that evening with that same complaint or that same um, request. It's going to be done. It's going to be over with. So if you actually put, I always say to parents, you're going to put the energy in anyway. You're going to put the energy in resisting it, avoiding it, um, by having the conversation over and over and over again, or you can put the energy in right at the beginning. You can really front load it, deal with it right then and there, and then it's over. Now this is true with whining. Whining is a really, this is a big one, right? Because whining is really about attention. I want attention. I need attention. If you reward the whining um, in the wrong way, then you're really going to just emphasize that behaviors are, um, behaviors stick around if they're rewarded. Um, If they're not rewarded, they'll, they'll become extinct. They only exist if you reward those behaviors. So if they whine and whine and whine and whine, and you finally give them that thing, or you finally give them the attention after half an hour or an hour of whining, what the body and what the brain learns is, oh, that's what I have to do to get attention. I can do that. I can work that out. I can make that happen. Whining is also a physical thing where when you feel miserable and you feel tired or you feel itchy or you feel icky, you want someone else to feel that too. So it's kind of a way that kids, um, they want you to feel as bad as they feel, which we certainly do. (laughs) Whining can be a huge trigger for us as parents. So here's what you do with whining. Turn around. So let's say they're whining and you're on a walk. I'm hot. I'm tired. I don't like this. I want to go back. And they're doing all of that. And we're like ignoring them. Or we're trying to say, look over there. Or we're trying to say, you know what? We're doing good things for your body and you better stop or this is going to happen. None of that is going to work in that moment. Turn around. Get down at eye level. If they're a teenager, they're already at eye level. Look at them hold their hands almost forehead to forehead and say, I see you. I know you're tired. I know you don't want to be here. I know that everything in your body is screaming that you don't want to be here, but we can't go back now. We have this much farther to go, or we have to finish this. So just take that moment to connect 
first. Look right at them. Give them a hug if you need to. Um, just really join with them in that moment around what they're experiencing. Take two or three statements. Use the calm technique. Again, go back to the earlier episodes if you need a reminder. Um, I also want people to know that in the course, uh, we go deep into this. We do role playing. I help you through this. I walk you through how to find all of the, the language and the, the nuances that you need to be really successful with this. But really, it's just listening with your heart. That's what it is. It's just putting your own stuff aside and just listening, seeing past the behavior, being present in that moment, really sort of imagine what you would want in that moment. If you were complaining about how messy the house is and nobody ever does anything, and imagine your spouse coming over, holding your hands and just literally forehead to forehead going, you work so hard. I can hear in your voice how tired you are of being taken advantage of, how nobody just looks at you and says, hey, let me do this for you. I get it. That moment, that genuine moment literally could bring us to tears and often does. So take a second, turn to your child, see them, hear them, feel them, and echo it back. And then use the message of confidence. I believe in you. I have seen you go on walks. I've seen you ride your bike. I've seen you do this and this and this with your friends. I know you've got it in you. So do you think we could find a way to get through the rest of this walk or get through the grocery store or whatever it is uh, and make this work? And you can offer a reward if you want to, but you don't even need to. After getting through this and actually having an okay time is often reward enough. So the message of confidence, so that that's actually a really important part of it. Then if you've tried that and it hasn't worked, then you can move to containment. You know, I've tried to understand, I know that you're hot or I know that you're tired, but we are here. There is nothing we can do now. If you continue to do this, this is what's going to happen. And there's other podcasts that I've, I've done on consequences and natural consequences are always best. Um, you know, they, they lose something that they were going to get at the store or, you know, they, they have to do some restitution. They have to help out by doing something else when they get home. Um, a little stop and think when they get home can be something. Um, obviously, leaving the place that they're complaining about is not going to work. <laughs> That's really the design of the behavior. So part of the consequences is to do the paradoxical. You know what? I have listened. I have tried really hard to understand. I get it. But you're just going to have to be in this moment. You're, and you know what? Keep complaining if you need to. Complain all you want. It's not going to change anything. Actually allow the behavior that you've previously said you don't want. And usually that works. That's kind of a, that's a little bit of a superpower. If you just stand there and say, you know what, go for it. You've got three minutes, just complain and roll around on the ground. If you have to just get it all out of your body, but it's actually not going to change anything because we have to finish this grocery shopping or we're still going to grandma's or we are still finishing this walk because we're we have no choice. We have to turn around and walk back or we've got to get to this destination we've set. We're going to finish this thing. Um, I believe in you. I know you can do it. This is good for your brain. Just And then actually just let them do it. Just stand there in this loving, neutral, this loving detachment where you're not getting pulled into it, where you just kind of breathe yourself. This is where you drop your tongue at the bottom of your uh, mouth. You just drop your shoulders, drop your jaw, breathe, try to think about anything else other than what's happening in this moment. Take yourself out of it. Imagine your child actually pulling it together 
and finishing the walk and being okay, or finally being at home when you get to relax, take your mind to any other direction other than the behavior in the moment. Once you've done all the other things that we've talked about, and that actually usually works. Once the child realizes, oh, this isn't working. I'm not actually getting what I want out of this behavior. I'm not even bringing mommy or daddy down with me. They'll usually um, pull it together, actually. They usually will. Um, and and really don't make the mistake of like, oh, I'm so proud of you. Look at the rest of the walk went so well. Like, don't do that because that actually just sets the bar so high the next time. You can do that later. Maybe like a few hours later or at bedtime, you can say, you know what? And go back and, and do the repair mirror. You were so tired and you were just complaining and everything in your body was telling you you didn't want to do that thing, but you did it. And I'm actually really proud of you. Nice, neutral, um, positive there is, is usually works much better than a, than a gushing one. The other thing that happens is kids do get overwhelmed. They get sense in, in a sensory way. They get overwhelmed. They get hot. They get itchy. They get hungry. They have to go to the bathroom. And those feelings are really intense in their bodies. So sometimes it's really just about regulation uh, and they're having a really time and they're a hard time and they're overloaded. And there are moments like that where you they can't even, they just can't, they can't fix it. And it's just, they're either going to, it's going to end in a meltdown. They're going to end up crying and falling asleep or they're going to complain the whole way. And then there has to be some kind of natural consequence for that because there is in life. Um, but try, try that, try turning around, being present, seeing them stand up parenting, be present in that moment, half listening and half paying attention and half doing it means it's going to take 20 times as long. It's going to go on and on and on. You're going to put the same amount of energy or actually less by paying attention the first time. It's going to end up working better for you and it's going to end up working better for them. So really um, maybe set an intention this week to to do that stand-up parenting. And that doesn't mean dropping everything every five seconds when your kids want something. Um, It just means there'll be moments where you just know this is going to go on and on and on. I need to turn around and I need to deal with it. And usually um, in any kind of demanding or whining behaviors really just have to do with attention. And then when you turn around and you give them attention at the beginning before the behavior escalates, it's going to work out better for you and it's going to work out much better for them. Hi, I'm Barrett Kaleri from Connected Parenting. I hope you enjoyed our podcast. And don't forget to check us out on the web at connectedparenting.com and like us and follow us on Facebook.